This episode of The Canadian Expat was originally produced on video for YouTube. To watch the video, go to YouTube and search for Canadian Expat. Welcome back to The Canadian Expat, where we continue on our journey speaking with Canadians that are living abroad so that perhaps we can gain a bit of inspiration, obtain a bit of advice, and perhaps hear a few cautionary tales. Today, we go to Australia. Historically, Australia has been a popular destination for Canadians, whether it be for working holiday makers, traveling for one or two years, or for Canadians looking for longer term experiences. My next guest is Janelle Koppelhuber from Didsbury, Alberta originally. Janelle is one of those long term experiences people, moving abroad 27 years ago when she was just 22. She spent some time in Europe, but in 2008 made the move to the city of Geraldton, Australia, about 500 kilometers north of Perth. This is where she currently lives and where we've caught up with her. Janelle, welcome to the Canadian Expat. Oh, thank you very much, Alan. This is super exciting. We're glad that you're here. Janelle, you mentioned something interesting about how an individual's reason for becoming an expat can influence their outlook. That I couldn't agree more with this. This is fantastic. Can you expand a little bit about on your thoughts? Well, I guess a lot of people end up becoming expats through their work. Maybe they're, they've got transferred or their partner got transferred to an office abroad. So they move abroad, maybe not necessarily um, on a fully volunteer or a voluntarily basis. Whereas my husband and I never did that. We made the choice to just go try something new and um, left Canada on that basis, I guess on our own terms, um, probably not fully expecting much, but boy, did we reap the rewards. That's fantastic. So you ended up in Australia and prior to that, you were in Austria, correct? Yes, that's correct. Actually, we left Canada in 92. We had some jobs in Japan. And we did that for, we sold everything because we were going to be gone for a year and then um, did that for a while and wound up in Europe visiting family. My husband's Austrian. And after staying there for a couple of months, um, I liked it so much, we decided to stay, even though I didn't speak the language and they don't call it old Europe for no, for just any particular reason. It was very backwards in relation to Canadian society, women's rights, bureaucracy. So that was a conscious choice, I guess, in that space. And um, yeah, it, it really changed my life. Yeah, clearly. And then 2008, off to Australia. Yeah, we, um, I guess it's every Canadian's dream to save money and go south in the winter. And after living in Austria and the cold, there, it doesn't get as cold as it does in Alberta, but it still gets like a really damp cold in the winter. We just had enough. And we thought we want to go south now while we're still young and can enjoy it and we're healthy. So we kind of looked around for a country that one, we spoke the language because learning a second language as an adult can be really challenging. Um, two, you know, it, it's, it's an easy place to immigrate to and that you can find work. And based on our knowledge and skills, um, a country that would be, will, be willing to accept us. And Australia just kept popping back up to the top of the, 
of the pile. We'd never been to Australia and we applied for permanent residency. And after shortly before it came through, we decided we better go have a look if we're going to move there. I thought maybe you're going to say something about uh, going through the alphabet of countries. Yeah, it had to tick a lot of boxes. I mean, there's some awesome countries you could live in, but you know, if you don't speak Spanish or Portuguese or, you know, African countries, I didn't want to live in a gilded cage. Um, there's just all kinds of things and cri criteria. It had to have universal health care. There were just some things that sort of had to, it had to meet those, the criteria we had. And Australia just sort of kept popping back up. As you mentioned, it's a popular um land for Canadians to go to to work and immigrate. So you're now in, it's Geraldton, correct? Great. So Geraldton itself, it's not a large city. I did a little bit of research. It doesn't look very large, but what, 35,000 people or so. So not very big. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are there other Canadians in Geraldton? Um, this is going to sound really awful. I'm sure there are. <laughs> we haven't really hooked up with very many. Um, I guess that has to do with the um, attitude you have when you choose to move abroad. Um, it's really important to assimilate and, and make friends with the locals, I guess. It sounds really simple. And you hear Canadians preaching about that all the time, about immigrants need to come to Canada, they need to learn the language, they need to make friends, they need to you know, get involved in society. It is so true. So with the shoe on the other foot, we came here, made the effort to get involved in, you know, the local community, have met lots of Australians, have lots of Australian friends. Every now and then a Canadian pops up on the scene and it's great. But, you know, if they, if all they want to do is try and, you know, organize this small expat community, we actually don't really want to be part of that. We want to be part of the broader community because we chose to live here and we want to be part of that community. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. So you've had a good experience in Geraldton, then, clearly. I've had a fantastic experience. It's very international here. Um, considering we're very remote, I wouldn't have expected to see so many international or, or international, I guess, cultures and languages here. It's been really great. Um, there's a good European expat community here, which we find quite interesting and, and enjoy um, getting together with every now and then. Um, based on the experiences we had in Europe, living there for 16 years. But um, it's a great little city that offers everything you need. You know, it's got all the government agencies. It's got great schools. It's got some good hospitals. It's got, it's got amazing beaches, which is why we moved here. And there's nobody on them. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially coming from Europe where the beaches were so overcrowded. So looking to, I guess, those that are maybe considering immigrating to or becoming an expat to Australia, mm -hmm. any advice for those people? Yeah, um, it's been a while. So it's, we've been here for 11 years. So it's been a while since we went through the permanent residency process. But I think if you are looking at coming to Australia, look into that. Um, for us, it was essential that we came in on our own terms so applying for permanent residency and after researching it, we felt we could successfully apply for it and get it. It took forever. It took almost a year after we submitted the application form. And it was it was a it was this thick with all the supporting documents. It took six months 
to get all the information together to apply. So if you're looking into it, allow the time. Um, there's other ways to come in, as you mentioned, like a working holiday visa or a sponsored visa, but that wasn't an option for us because we didn't want to be tied to a company or tied to a region. And coming in as um, on a working holiday visa, you don't you you don't um, have access to universal health care or um, the schooling system for free. You have to pay for all of that extra. And we just thought that's if we're going to do this, it's going to have to be on our terms and we want to have all the benefits um, other people would have. Otherwise, why would we bother? We're just regular people. We're not, you know, CEOs and, you know, top notch executives being transferred somewhere. We're just everyday ordinary people. Right. So you said schools. Does that mean that you've, you've got children with you as well? Yes, um, our kids were um, teenagers when we moved here and now I've got empty nest. But um, yeah, that was really important that we didn't have to pay for public schooling. And as a non-permanent resident, you would have to do that. And that just wasn't an option. We thought, look, everywhere else we've lived, school was free. Why would we move somewhere and then have to pay a small fortune for school? Didn't right. make sense. How did the kids do in terms of of moving from, I guess, Austria to Australia, given that they were teenagers at the time? Um, well, the, the two older ones, they were 15, 13, and 10 at the time, uh, 15, 12, and 10 at the time. The two older ones were really looking forward to it. Um, and the younger one really was apprehensive. This is going to sound really awful, but I think the first two months we lived here, he cried every night when we went to bed saying he wanted to go home. <laughs> But, you know, they got over it and um, kids are pretty resilient. Um, my oldest one, English, was his mother tongue, but my two younger ones, it wasn't. They spoke German. So they had to, there was a, a huge learning curve for them to learn English. Well, not learn English, but learn more everyday English because we did speak a bit of English at home and they did get extra help at school. And, you know, 11 years on, they don't even want to leave Geraldton let alone go somewhere else, even though they are Canadian citizens as well and could come to Canada if they wanted to work. Not interested. They love it here so much. Wow. Now, do you get to Canada very often? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, over the years, I managed to get back um, about once every five years. So the last time I was in Canada was in 2016. And that was the 25th anniversary of us leaving Canada. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. A lot of changes have, have taken place over that time. They have. Um, probably one of the biggest changes we noticed was um, oh, just the way the, the country's going now in terms of government and where it's been, things have been moving in that direction. Um, changes to Calgary. Like when we left Calgary, the population was 600,000. Now it's got to be close to a million. And yeah, just it's crazy. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting to see how um, things change. Like when we went back to our small town and had a look and we thought, wow, I can't imagine ever living here again. It just, yeah. I think being an expat, um, we've always said it gets your, it takes the side blinders off and you can see things a bit more broadly and you have a different appreciation um, for things. And it's interesting, even though, when people ask me, they'll notice my accent, and I probably 
sound a bit Aussie, although I don't think I have an Aussie accent yet. Um, they'll ask me where I'm from and I'll say, well, you know, I'm, I'm actually live in Australia, but I'm a Canadian at heart. So I don't know if it, other Canadians experience that, but I'm very proud to be a Canadian. And I acknowledge that quite openly um, with people when I speak to them. People are proud to be Canadian. Yeah. It's great. It's an awesome country. It, <laughs> it, it most certainly is. Not as, as warm as... No. <laughs> no, it's definitely not as warm as Australia. And it was, I was just met, talking with a sister yesterday and I said, you know, the move south while we were young was probably the best move we ever made. If Canada is only warmer, we would have probably stayed there. Or come home. Is there anything else that you'd like to, to share? Uh, I guess um, I guess for those people who um, are thinking about moving to another country where English isn't spoken there, learn the language. Learn it quickly. Um, when we moved to Austria, my husband worked away from home, so I had no one to talk to. And I quickly learned the language within six months. It made such a difference with feeling accepted into the into the community if you don't learn the local language or don't make an effort you can't get involved in the local community and if you don't get involved in the local community you will never feel at home that's so important and and we've all seen examples of people expats um, whether they be canadian or not canadian that uh, don't make that effort mm. and their uh, their experience is often very different and often quite bitter that's right that's right. We met lots of Canadians over the years who lived broadly and they made that comment, oh, you know, it was never good. You know, we never had any friends and people didn't like us. And, well, did you speak the language? No. Well, hard to make friends when you can't speak to each other. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you to all those people watching the video. If you enjoyed the video, I'd ask you to hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't had an opportunity to do so yet. Comment below if you'd love to participate in one of these conversations. Until next time. Uh -huh.